So, Ilse did a joke with me this morning because uh, I told her, I'll take the laptop as a, as a backup. And she said, normally that's the other way around. First have the laptop and then the printout. Sorry, there's a lot of papers. Yo. Whew. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> I was hoping Ivan was going to say we, we're just going to continue in, in, in worship this morning until, until the end. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, thanks, Marshall and guys. Um, uh, Leo and Christelle. And um, yeah, so I'm Steph. My name is Steph. It's um, good to see some new faces that I haven't seen around. And I'm also, um, I grew up in Nelspreet, so it's good to have you from Nelspreet there all the way. That, it's really far, I can tell you that. It's really far. Um, but it's a beautiful place, and I um, enjoyed growing up there. So, it's my first time preaching, so do laugh when there is a joke, but there's not many jokes. But please don't laugh, like, at random places. So, that, that might get a bit awkward. So, I know you're not listening if you laugh at something that's not funny. Um, so, so this morning, I want to ask you that, yes, do, do listen to me, but I want to ask you, listen to the Spirit. So I can say a lot of words, but listen to what the Spirit is telling you. Um, even if I, at a random place, just cough by accident, and the Lord is, hey, I remember three weeks ago when you coughed three times, and the, and the Lord wants to speak to you about that. So so yes, listen to me, but please listen to the Spirit. He's uh, much wiser than I am. Um, yeah, so, so we had the privilege of going away for about two weeks. And, and in this time, the Lord spoke to me a bit about um, a tree, a very specific tree. Well, He actually spoke to me about a piece of wood first. But um, this morning, I want to speak to us about this specific tree. And if you want to name the sermon and you're writing it down, you can call it the resilient Christian. So, um, when I was when I was small, we had my grandpa. He loved doing woodworking. This is just a side note; it's not really going anywhere. But um, he had a, he had he loved doing woodworking. And over the holidays, we would go and visit him, and he would enter this woodworking shop and. Sometimes after he's done a lot of woodworking, you have all these wood shavings on the ground. It's like almost like a carpet, and I just I just really love that. Like I would be disappointed when you get there and you, you swept the floor, and um, and I remember this distinct smell that you have when you walk in there. This this slightly burnt wood, but you can and the different woods have different smells. And um, over the holidays, we went to visit my one uncle, and I walked into his garage, and he had like that same smell. It just like took me back, but. The point I'm trying to make is I, I've got a bit of appreciation for, for different types of woods. I really enjoyed the Lord speaking to me about this wood. And um, where are we going now? So here's the question. Obviously, I'm, I mean, most of you enjoy brying, but what is the best wood that you can use for a bry? Ivan. That's, a, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. So so that it's called Camille Dwaring. So so I've thanks Johan for the prop, not charcoal. So 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 coming from Nelsprite, we did bry with charcoal and briquettes or briquettes or just call it briquettes. And when I came to the Cape, I, I learned had to learn to bry with wood. So so as you can see, this is a Camille Dwaring. It's a really dense wood on the inside, 
And, um, and the Lord highlighted to me this specific type of word. And, um, and seeing this word, I thought the Lord was going to speak to me about wood. But then I started digging a bit in the Bible just to see what types of wood were used and what types of wood the Lord actually liked. And um, then I came across Exodus 25. And um, you can put up 25 as 5. So, yeah, there, there you go. And I, and I read this part, and this is actually where the Israelites were in the desert. They were already in the desert, and the Lord started giving them some instructions. And he told them, I want you to build an altar for me, and also the tabernacle. And, and in this Exodus 25, we see that the Lord actually spoke about the acacia wood. Now, the acacia wood was probably very more available than any other woods in the desert. But it was interesting to me that the Lord actually chose this um, this type of wood. And um, I want to show you a picture of what an acacia tree looks like. So there you go. That's an acacia tree. So so in Alspreit, we did now and again have some of these trees. They're not the... This is, this is actually quite a nice one. But, but coming from that area, this is not the most beautiful tree. There's a lot of other trees with a lot of... That grow much higher, that does a lot of other things. But I want to highlight this one to you this morning. So, so just looking at Exodus 25, we saw that the Lord said the ark, for the ark, they must, they must bring acacia wood. For the table, um, for the bread of the presence, acacia wood. Uh, the frames for the tabernacle, tabernacle, acacia wood. Uh, for the altar of burnt offering, also acacia wood, and the altar of incense, acacia wood. So pretty much everything that was that needed to be made for the tabernacle and the and the ark was from acacia wood. And um, oh, let's see where we're going now. So just seeing that the Lord chose this wood to actually carry the holy things, it is in His temple. And also for the functional things, um, I want us just to look at, at the properties of this acacia wood for us as Christians and see for us when we do carry the holy things of God and we do carry the functional things of God. And the holy things is actually carrying God well in a church setting, actually reflecting God well in the world out there. Um, and also the functional things of working with one another um, and actually being in community, being in a church, and how we, how we do that well. So I had a look at, at the properties of the acacia wood, um, and it's a very dense wood, as you've seen. Now, this density of the wood actually makes it an extremely strong wood as well. So um, that's also why it burns so well, because it's such a dense wood. Uh, it's actually rich in rot-resistant natural oils, so the tree doesn't, the wood actually doesn't rot. Um, yeah, it actually resists rot. Um, it's a tree that also requires full sun, so it grows in it grows in areas where it's really dry. And it, as you can see, like that tree, it doesn't really grow well in the shade of other trees. Um, the tree sap can actually be used for medicinal properties, such as um, stomach problems and can cure cuts and cut wounds. And the very interesting thing of this tree is it has a, it's, is its root system. So it actually has a taproot that can go down really, really deep. 
So what you see there is only, I want to say, less than half of what's actually going on in the ground. So from the references I could find, this taproot can actually go down about 35 meters. And in some cases, there was somebody that said about 60 meters. So that's really, maybe you can put up the other. This is a photo that I could find of exposed root. Now, I don't think this one is, is that deep. But um, you get an idea of what this what this root actually looks like. And, um, yeah, actually, for, for us, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to take in that picture a bit. Um, and then I want to, yeah, go in about a bit just on us as Christians, on how we do follow, how we do follow God um, and comparing us to this acacia tree. So this, yeah, it's pretty... I actually didn't see this, this tree as much until actually digging into this. Um, and for us, yeah, for us as Christians, actually to be dense. So not dense up here, but actually to be, have a spirit that is, that is dense. A spirit that, that when we build, that we build well, that we become a wood in our spirits that is, um, we don't just take anything, don't take anything in, just, we actually listen to, what the apostolic input is in the church. We actually listen to what the elders say in the church and we build well into that. We don't allow things into our, into our spirits that is not of God and actually make sure that we do build, um, build very densely. Um, I, I looked up a bit to see, so you know the ark was actually built now in this time that Moses brought it in and um, I looked to try and find out like when was the ark actually last seen because you don't, there's not a lot of reference further on in the Bible. And they estimate it's about, I think about, it, it was with the Israelites about for 900 years. So, so actually for us, when we do build, the Lord chose a wood actually as the, um, as the altar to be such a wood that it can actually last many, many generations on. And when we do build, that we actually build in such a way that what we carry and how we carry God, that we can actually, that can go forward many generations. It doesn't just stop after us. Um, let me see. Yeah, so when we, when we do actually grow like this, actually to, um, to spend time with God and also take the time to, to hear what the Lord is saying. Can you pull up Philippians 1 verse 9? So and there, there it says, um, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight um, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. So that we can actually, as we build, that we can grow in the understanding, that we can understand more, that we, are, um, that we can be pure and blameless in the day when Christ comes. So the next point is actually for us to be rot-resistant. Now, who would like to be rot-resistant? So we won't live forever, so we're not really physically rot-resistant. But um, actually for us to grow in such a way that we, that we are rot-resistant. And what, about, what I mean by that is actually when things like offenses and unforgiveness try and creep in, that we can actually recognize that thing very quickly. Because if we allow unforgiveness and, um, and um, offenses to creep in, that we can deal with that thing, if it does come in, it will start to... It, we will start rotting. Our souls will start rotting. We will start getting offended. We will act out in those, in those offenses and then start hurting others in that. So actually to, to notice those things when they do come. 
um, than to be actually planted in full sun. Um, and actually, yeah, just for the, to live, to live open lives. Um, if you go to Romans, no, that was, uh, you can go to John 3, 20 to 21. John 3, 20 to 21. Yeah. Okay, so, so it says, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So for, for us, as this, as this tree likes to grow in the full sun, actually to live exposed lives, not to try and hide things, and um, actually to be able to come before the Lord and before others, actually confess our sins to one another, and bring, bring those things that, that are hidden into the light. Um, it's, it's normally quite a difficult thing to do because you feel you're exposing yourselves. But actually in that, to, to live an open life and allow the Lord to work and um, be blameless in the sight of God. Um, so also the... As I mentioned, this tree has some medicinal properties as well. Um, and I think there's a bit of two sides to that. Actually, for us to, to be able to minister to one another, to heal, in a sense, heal one another, to, to touch each other's lives, and, and where you can see somebody's hurting, help them through that. But also for ourselves, when we do get bumped or scratched or cut in church, to be able to quickly, to quickly heal that thing, quickly come before the Lord, quickly to to work through that thing with others, um, that, we, that we are not walking around it. And um, the, last, the last but the big thing of this, of this tree is, is the root system that it has. It, it has quite a root system of note. Um, and I want to say, when the Lord does plant us in the desert, in the desert, and the Lord can do that in different areas, sometimes finances, sometimes marriages, um, for us, to dig deep into the Lord, to grow a root system like that tree. Because when now, I want to say, when I, when I look at that tree now and see one like that, I can actually, I know there's much more going on down below. And that tree has actually dug its way down until it's found water. Um, I got this picture of when a child learns to walk, you can, you normally let the child walk the one meter. And you're like, okay, well done, you've done the one meter. Congratulations. And then the parent takes one step one step back, and now suddenly you need to walk two meters. And just how the, Lord, how the Lord plants us in places, and then he almost pulls back a little bit and, and allows us to start growing deeper and deeper. It's almost he places the water, but just places the water a bit deeper, and that root needs to go deeper and find that water. And then he goes for the next one, goes a bit deeper, and eventually you end up with this, this amazing root system that can withstand a lot of... Um, that can, yeah, you can withstand high winds. You can, um, yeah, it's an incredibly strong tree then. And uh, one of the references that I saw is that acacia trees actually, the, you would plant acacia trees where you want soil stability. So you plant all these trees and this, this root system of these will then go down deep and hold all the soil in place. And for us actually, 
when we do have these um, strong root systems, that we can keep the soil in place and we can create stability around us for, for newer Christians to start growing in, in a soil that, that is stable. No, I just want to see a bit where the Lord's going. Um, but yeah, I think the I think just the picture I want to leave with you this morning is is that of the tree that um, we can we can look at different trees, we can look at different people, and we can go like yo. I think Ivan Ivan touched on that just with with looking in the mirror. We want to look in the mirror and see how we are doing. But actually with this tree, it's not, the, it's not the most glamorous tree on the top. It doesn't have all its pomp and all its flowers and everything. Um, but actually when you see the tree, you know that the tree is going down really deep. So you don't have to be the prettiest Christian. But to have a root system that is actually deep and um, actually has the water. Um, and I think when I, see a, when I see a tree like that again in the desert, you, you can know for certain that is the tree seems like there's nothing going on, but it's found water, and it's actually tapping into, into that water source. Um, yeah, and for us, as, for us as Christians, to be able to carry these holy things of God and to, be, to do the functional things of God as the Lord has asked for the tabernacle um, to be built with this type of wood, um, for us to be resilient as a tree like the acacia tree. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, that's about it. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> you can preach every week, like 15 minutes. Like so. <laughs> Some of the elders can learn from this or whatever. <laughs> Keep it to the point. Jeez. Jesus spoke in parables. He didn't speak these long three-hour messages. Yeah, okay, I won't go there. Anyway, yeah. Awesome, Steph. Yeah. Marcel, just come up quickly. Uh, Marcel, just can burn those fingers a bit more if they're not bleeding yet. <laughs> Very good. So what's God saying this morning? If you, if you haven't heard something of the Lord this morning, then uh, probably your mind's very far away. But he's been speaking in different ways. So let me just recap and pull it in together for us so we, we can kind of leave this place uh, with some intention, what God's saying, um, some direction. So some of the words that came this morning was that God's making his awesomeness known to us, his beauty, his goodness. Uh, some of it was his mercy, showing us his life, his love. One of the pictures that came from somebody was just this, this church that was empty, um, it was an empty church with no life in it. And then Dylan shared and Nolene shared after that. Um, that God wants to take us forward. He wants to equip you. He wants you to be grounded. He wants you to be rooted in the things of God. Um, just a word that came in the last few weeks. Keep the fire burning. James shared that. Who remembers that? Keep that wood. What wood are you using? Um, 
Mike Radigan had a picture afterwards, sent it on the, on the leaders group. Is this wood right or is the distance far enough? Keeping close together so that we can keep burning. And then enduring. Enduring to the end. In Hebrews it says that we endure. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. So if your faith has been wavering lately and you're like, wow, what is this church thing all about? Why am I part of a church? Why do I come here on a Sunday? Why do I come here on on a Wednesday to community? God's reminding you that you need family to keep this fire burning. Can't do it alone. And you come here to be equipped, to get ready to go out. When you walk out these doors, that you're equipped to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So this is what we're going to do. We've got a few minutes left. We're going we're gonna to break into groups of four, four or five, just those huddle around you. And the first question I want you to ask the person, so please, if you're visited, don't feel awkward right now. Just be part of us as this journey. Don't run away. First question I want you to ask in the group is, are you saved? So somebody be bold enough to ask that question in your group. Just make sure you ask everybody, are you saved? Have you got Jesus in your life? Are you right with God? Have you backslidden lately? <laughs> this week, did you backslide? Come right. Give your life, refresh your life to the Lord. Recommit your life to the Lord. If you've been in a state where you haven't been serving the Lord, just come back to that place. First point, make sure everyone around you is saved. So you're going to step out and ask that. Second thing is, how's your walk going with the, with the Lord? Are you moving forward? Because if you're not moving forward, guess what? You're backsliding. We want to be those that move forward. Move forward in the Lord. So pray that we'll be those that move forward. We progress. We, we become more like Jesus. Then thirdly, that we'll be rooted in the Word of God. Ems shared last week that we need to be rooted in God's Word. As Steph was sharing this morning, what are your roots in right now? Then. Are they in the ways of the world? Social media? Where's your rooting right now? What are you grounded in? Business? In life? In sports? But are you rooted in the ways of God? So just pray into that. Like, Lord, help us be rooted in you. Help us be rooted in the ways of truth, of life. Because in, in God, there is life and life in abundance.